How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin with Trying Success here on the Old Fashioned Health Network, Good Health Inside and Out. And so listen, y'all, I have, this guy is probably one of the most popular historians, in my opinion, on TikTok or social media. And I'm so honored and happy that you uh, came on my show because you got a whole bunch of followers on almost all your platforms. And the thing I like about it, you're not like uh, some of the celebrity uh, social media people just like out of touch or anything like that. I mean, so I appreciate it. So please, man, thank you so much for being here. Tell people a little bit about yourself before we get started. Yeah. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, uh, I try to make sure that um, TikTok, that I'm just still the same old Kendrick that I've always been. And uh, I want to be one of those people that uh, I believe I'm still learning daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have, I'm not one of those people who just think I've arrived to know it all um, every day. I, I like to learn and I learn from people. So I have to stay in contact with people in order to continue to learn and speak for people. Um, but I am Kendrick, uh, aka Ski Historian on most of my platforms. Um, I'm from Tuskegee, Alabama. I went to Tuskegee University. Um, I also went to my arch enemy school, uh, Alabama State, but that's just a little secret that I'm just sharing with y'all today. <laughs> um, but um, I am a product of the foster system uh, that has played a lot into when we talked uh, off the record about uh, how I come about in my research. Uh, that played a big role in it. So, wow. How do you find such detailed, accurate information? It seems like you don't even put it out there unless you know it's accurate. accurate. Um, so one of the things um, early on in my uh, career or historian stage of when I was an undergrad at Tuskegee, I always had like um, a quote unquote radical mentality that people would say uh, until I got to college. And I came across a professor named Dr. Clyde Robertson. He told me, he said, you're smart, but you're lazy. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and he said uh, he took me under his wing and he mentored me and he forced me to read. Um, I was a person who was at one time just spewing out opinions or, or like they were good opinions, but they lacked the critical analysis and research that comes along with being a real historian, honestly, it says. But as I grew, I began to see that um, we, when we write history, we write history as if the people who were living were living to be written in history. And it takes away the humanity, the personalities. And so when I go back in my research, I'm looking for those personalities because personality traits that we see today in black people and even in, um, in all people, actually, they didn't just come out of nowhere. Right. Like they were comedians on the plantation. They were singers on the plantation. You know, we had all these things. on. Them. So I go back and I try to breathe life into these people because they were human beings and so that's why language is important i don't i don't like when people refer to enslaved people as slaves because it rips their humanity away um so basically when i'm doing research i'm reading in between the margins you know uh, a lot of people focus on like major dates and, and and major events that happen i'm more concerned with the actual people who are living and surviving during that time and telling their stories right so, so when you um, talk about using the word slavery and enslaved, uh, 
that was one of the things that stuck out to me that I had to remember and I talk about when we were in slavery but but when you make the to to show the difference between being enslaved versus being a slave it has a whole different feel feeling so when it comes to voting I've tried to so for me I try to educate people on on the purpose and the reason why we should vote and I think I saw one of your videos about you telling people to understand how uh, the government the, the the system works you know the local versus the pres- uh, presidential voting and all that kind of thing what do you think black people as a whole need to understand about voting and the rights that we have and the benefits that it serves us um Oh, that's that's a real multifaceted question because um, the the first thing I would say is um, the diversity in blackness is amazing, and it's one that has always existed. So um, even when I hear when students would come in my class and they would talk about the civil rights movement, and because of what they've heard from the civil rights movement, a lot of them dislike the nonviolence part. Mm-hmm. And so when I come back to them and say, well not all black people are nonviolent. Right. It's like light bulb. <laughs> Wait, you mean to tell me black people didn't take certain things? And it's like, yes. Um there's always been a diversity in blackness. Okay. Michael Gomez has a really good definition of what blackness is. It's 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 a group of people that's birthed out of the struggle in the Americas. Um, so when we say, when you ask a question like, how do black people as a whole need to view, view voting? I pause there with a little hesitation because I don't think as a whole, all black people are going to be enthused in voting. Um, when I was just reading yesterday about there was the big scandal, uh, well, whether you want to call it a scandal or not, about the senator that was twerking for votes in Rhode Island. And I, I'm, so I'm always looking for the dialogue. I really don't care much about what happened. I'm always reading the dialogue of people. Okay. And I was seeing some of the people saying, oh, um, you know, uh, this is all the Democrats have to offer. Or some people were saying this is why we should go in, um, that reason why we shouldn't vote um, Democrat. And for me, I'm a person, I like all sides of those spectrums. Because as black people, we extend before this the America. Like we 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 are extensions. Our lineage is before, and even if you go travel back to what we call Africa now, you will see like we had differences of opinions then. Mm. So um, I'm always big on differences of differences of opinion. So there are some some black people who just get to the point where they no longer want to vote. One of the greatest ones is W. B. Du Bois mm-hmm. when he talks about how he felt about voting, and sometimes that gets lost in 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 the discussion. Okay. So I just want black people to when I'm talking about voting, I want them to see with that. If they, whether they agree to vote or don't agree to vote, Mm -hmm. that there's a history behind both sides. Mm -hmm. Like there's a history of black people who were always saying, we don't need to vote. We just need to the whole system to crumble. 
as well as those always saying we can work within the system and just know that these arguments are not new. These are these are mm. arguments that have lasted throughout time. And whether we will ever get to a place where everybody agree, well, no, we'll never get to a place where we <laughs> we all agree. Um, I am wholeheartedly for black people being engaged in things that matter to them. Like, uh, <laughs> interesting enough, in Alabama, there was this big push of after enslaved people were freed, of black people petitioning probate courts to return back to enslavement. Mm. And um, that shocks a, a, a lot of people that black people were doing that. But it's because, um, like this one particular woman, uh, Sally Johnson, she's 80 plus years old. She's partially blind. Her husband is dead. She doesn't know where her children are. Mm. And she's saying that her enslaver is a physician. And she's saying, why would I leave my physician to go and not know where I'm going? Right. And so her decision was to stay enslaved. Now, taking that to a broader context, it is the fact that um, when we talk about freedom, freedom is the sovereignty of black people. Mm-hmm. I don't care about black people who vote Republican. I don't care whether black people vote Democrat. I'm, I'm centered in the place that sovereignty suggests to me that black people can choose the path of their life for them without any implication and control from outside forces. That's 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 just how I, I, I draw the line with it. So um, whatever side you're on, just believe in what you believe in and, and stand on it, to be right. honest. Um, as far as voting is concerned, uh, I know Alabama, just like Mississippi, which is where, I was, where my home is actually born, but living here in Georgia, uh, one of the things that frustrates me is you and I know that on a local level, Let's just take Stacey Abrams, for example. We're hoping that she'll win the election, right? If Stacey right. wins, there's a lot of things locally because she's a governor that can help the people that look like us immediately. And even down to just something simple as the Secretary of State part of how you uh, apply for a corporation. Uh, right. When 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 uh, Brian Kemp uh, applied... Um, became uh, the governor, the whole system of filing for LLC, LLC and incorporation, the rates and stuff change, and then they could dissolve your incorporation quicker and make more money immediately just by dissolving your corporation after six months. Now, a lot of black people may not realize that until it's time for them to renew their corporation or try to have a business, and then after six months, you uh, let your corporation lapse, and then they'll close your corporation and then they'll charge you 260 something dollars to reapply before then there was a democratic person uh, in place and we didn't have that kind of problem because if you they would let it it stay on the books until you renewed it and it was only 75 dollars so it's little stuff like that that can impact our community because the 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 wealth gap is large and that's just on the small level not let alone talking about the educational system so my passion about voting has more to do with what my local politicians can do for me than it is the president because he only do federal stuff. And I think that's the part that we as as, uh, as, as my people in my mind that I talk to don't really quite grasp yet. The first thing they think about, well, I'm not voting for Biden. I, I get that part 
well, I'm not voting for Trump when I get that part. But if locally, the things you need taken care of at your home, on your city streets, your educational system is not taken care of for you, you're going to be in trouble. And if you get a Republican Party that feels like uh, you should pull yourself up by the bootstraps, but they benefit from all of the programs that are in place, and you can't, that's the problem. You know, so that's my whole passion about voting. And, and I'm glad to have you on here. So because you explain it so well a lot of times, like if y'all could just listen to this man, I'd be telling people like you got to listen to what this guy is saying. You're not just telling them just because you're black, but you tell them because you're trying to educate them on how the system works. So that's my thought about the local as far as local concern. Um, local elections are so important. I've actually um, I ran for my local school board. uh in Macon County, uh, I ran as an independent. I didn't run as a Democrat because um, the Democrat Party is a kind of uh, really basically you have to kiss the ring of, of, of the Godfather and my local Democrat. Uh, in uh, uh, yeah. Um, so with that, um, the states Abrams and the rates rate exchange. There's also something else that we have to address um, with that, um, because not not all black people are business owners, right? Exactly. Um, I was watching uh, a forum with the mayor this past time in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and this 69 year old lady, she got up to the mic and she's talking to the uh, the former mayor of Atlanta, not uh, not. Uh, yeah, and she and, and and she talks about how he came to their home and promised them that they wouldn't move. Um, that video touched me so that I had to cut it off because I was mad. I thought about my I thought about my grandmother um, that when Obama was running for office, she sold pies to send five dollars a month. To his campaign, and she did. She was happy to send that money to um, the campaign. Mm-hmm. It's those little things that, when people are tired of or they or they don't seem to get it, mm-hmm. it it's is that pushback is the reason why because their grandmother have been displaced by politicians mm-hmm. that look like them in, in my hometown. Black people gained uh, gained political control in 1968. Uh, from 1968 to 2022, black people have maintained that control. But the suffering the suffering of black people is extremely high. Wow. So, um, I'm looking at people that when they run for office, I ask them. If people ask me all the time to endorse them, like on the local level. Mm-hmm. I asked. I have like a series of questions to ask them. Are you going to take on the interests of the pharaoh? Because see, a lot of times when we elect people, they then take on the interests of that place. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at um, in Atlanta. You look at uh, the mayor of Chicago when he when they walked into these offices. There were lawsuits already in place of like uh, the black teachers that were suing Atlanta for not being able to. Uh, get their full salaries because um, of the tests that were in place. I'm looking at a black mayor that goes in that city and she says, wait, I got to protect the city. 
because a lawsuit like that could bankrupt the city. Are we talking Chicago? So, yeah. Uh, uh, Chicago right now. Okay. okay. Um, you walk into these, you walk into these positions and you're, what's in front of you is whether you're going to be the mayor of the city or are you going to be the mayor that's going to look out for, the people. for black people? Mm. And I think too many times when we when we go out of people because people just don't seem that you're right. People don't they don't really get the local part. Like they they talk about the federal part so much they don't get the local part. But I think because it's hard to dislike it, it's like they know like um, the church that I was that I used to attend the mayor the chairman of the county commission and the sheriff all went to same church that church you know so we were all there so I saw them all the time mm-hmm. but I'm having issues in the county but I'm coming to church to to like and these people they, they hold positions in the church too so like you all you look at them on a political level they're here and then you look at them on like the spiritual level there's somebody you're supposed to look up to people just got tired mm-hmm. and people people um, they they became uninterested because how do you if I attack him here politically people think I'm attacking him spiritually mm-hmm. you know it, it, so it, it's it's an interesting dynamic um I'm always telling people look at your local elections though please look at them run people against these people yes and you have to show up but also, if you show up, it is it is I, when people say, "Oh, black people don't go in the local election." I I see it as an indictment on the people who are in office mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. because if you were meeting the needs of these people, they wouldn't be leaving the conversation. That's if right. you weren't ignoring these people, they wouldn't be leaving the conversation. So that that that's a that's a battle on two front: holding the ones that's in there accountable, and then trying to, in a way, evangelize. To those people who uh, they feel a certain way, but they feel hopeless and powerless. Yeah. Well, it's probably the same reason why some people didn't leave um, the plantation. You know, um, during enslavement time, there's some people just get to a point where they just feel powerless and they just make the best out of their out of their condition. So it's a it's it's a treacherous work. It's a tedious work, um, but we just can't get tired. That's the old people say. You know, uh, Gladys sang this song about keep on moving on. She said you got to make the best out of a bad situation. Yeah, um, got to. The, the, the tape that you're talking about that you saw was uh, when the lady was in the crowd and Kasim was standing up and she talked about how he promised her that she wouldn't lose her house. And her yeah. house was paid for. Man, I, but that was the video that stopped him from winning. That video, in my opinion, stopped him from being able to uh, to win or uh, become even part of the campaign. And here now we have uh, Andre Dickerson, which is our current mayor. But he ran against Andre at the time and didn't because he was uh, the way that worked. He didn't get a chance to uh, that particular video hurt him. She was so powerful in that video, man. That she was so powerful. So bad. I saw that that. That was kind of kind of hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 
That was more of the surreal moments for me, like bringing bringing politics to real people, like how it affects. And, and maybe that's part of, and that's the revelation that I'm having now. Maybe that's part of the the the, the issue that we don't bring politics to people in their real life. Like we're not able to connect it to like that was real pain from that lady having to leave her house that she had worked hard for her husband. She talked about how her husband worked yeah. all those years. Like and then to put that on top of knowing what the experience from the oppression and to just be able to gain some they were proud of their home. Yeah. Like it was their achievement. Um that I mean, like we, we you don't need to uh, what they call those um those attack ads that people run. Mm-hmm. You don't need that. No. If you tell real stories of people, like I I, I didn't know anything about him, but I, after the, after I heard her talk, he would have never gotten my vote. You know, it was like mm, no, I don't I don't know, but you you and can't. He did not, and, the, he did. and yeah, sorry. What's your opinion, or should we as a man have an opinion on? Uh, uh, abortion rights should we even be the, should we even be part of the conversation? Um, as sovereign black people, we always have a right to say uh, to to an opinion about uh, things because um, one thing about policy in this country, um, policy is always going to impact black people the most because we're the most policed. Like right. policy is, is, is worthless without enforcement. Right. And enforcement is basically the, the consequences of said policies and it's enforced on black people first and foremost. Um, I was, I'm actually doing a story on TikTok about, um, in 1947, the case of Miss Dora Johnson, which was a black woman who was enslaved for 30 years mm-hmm. Um, in California, um, until the, to the, um, the enslaver's daughter told on them in 1947. And one of the way, and one of the reasons she was forced into enslavement is because she had an abortion, uh, an illegal abortion that the white lady was holding over her head to say, if you try to leave or ask for money, I will go to the police and tell that you had an illegal abortion. And at that time, uh, she could be jailed for life. So, um, we have a right because any, anything is going to, it's going to impact us. Um, I understand the narratives that out there that, uh, that white people may have been pushing Roe versus Wade because of, um, their population loss. Um, you know, people have that perspective. And I, and I, I understand those perspectives. My problem that I have, um, is that what we don't see is the resiliency of these old arguments that have always existed. Uh, these arguments against who has rights, who deserve rights, and who should control this country. And it's resilient. People talk about, oh, this was the 50-year plan of, of the Republicans. Uh, if they just stayed the course for 50 years, wrong. <laughs> um, that, that's a lot to be said. Um, and they've had setbacks along the way, mm-hmm. but they have evolved to there, you know. Um, do, do you believe part of their, their, their capabilities to evolve has been some of our own people selling some of us uh, out to follow uh, that their beliefs, like Clarence Thomas? 
Um, so six justices voted to overturn uh, Roe versus Wade, and there's been a lot of focus on the black man. If the black man had voted the other way, there's still five to four. Okay. Um, I have a hard time like disregarding black people because of the love that I have for black people. And I'm really trying to push to a love that's, that's unconditional towards black people. Um, somehow believing that black people in their mind or well, believing that black people are sovereign is, is a rough concept. Yeah. To really say that black people can choose for themselves for their path it is something that's, that I work on daily because I have to unlearn certain things daily. So I, I when I see how Clarence Thomas in, in his position, I'm like, he free and I have to move on. Like I take a deep breath and, 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 and I move on. What I think, Scott, you know, he'll probably get a whole crew too now. Yeah. I, Tim Scott, that was a, uh, well, there's another video. I won't go off on along this video about Tim Scott, um, a long time ago. Uh, that was, it was this video about him. But Tim Scott also has, not in his defense, he was really big on, uh, this police reform at one time. Um, there's a lot of work that he's done across the aisle that, of course, now with, in the age of Trump, you know, it's like, wait, you just over there. You know, like, we, we, we can't do nothing with you at, at this point. Like, that's how we kind of shunned him. There is some work that he's done that I'm actually really okay with. It's like, it, it's, it's complex because we're a complex people. So let me ask you this. All right, Kevin, mm-hmm. let me play. I don't, I hate the word devil's advocate. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But let me just do this. Okay. Let's just, let's, let, let's go get, let's give Tim Scott some, um, some, some, some dap for the good, right? Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to give Tim Scott any dap for the good. My brother, mother used to say, throwing a brick and hide your hand. You're yeah. Doing, you know what I'm saying? You're doing some good, but you're throwing a brick and you hide your hand. So I'd rather you just go on and be that true person that you're going to mm-hmm. be and then stay. You know I'm hungry, but you give me a crumb today just so you can say you fed me. I'd rather you keep your food. And so that's how I feel about Tim Scott. You may have went across the aisle, but you stayed so far on the other side that I'll tell, tell the good that you that could have possibly meant anything. You didn't have any follow-up with it. So you did right. police reform, but you also voted against affirmative action. How mm-hmm. in the heck is that going to help me if you just because you voted against police reform? You know what I'm saying? So you you you're a little further along right. than me. I ain't trying to. To me, I you ain't done. A, <laughs> no, I don't like Tim. Right. And I don't like uh uh uh, uh, uh justice. Uh, t- uh, uh, his name is Tom. him mm-hmm. I, because it because it don't it, like I said. It does no good for you to 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 beat your family inside. Did because you pissed me off, but I still love you. That ain't that ain't no love. Mm-hmm. You are gonna have to be all the way. You got to all be all the way, or you just not gonna be nothing. Mm-hmm. In my mind, you know. So uh, it's been different. So mistake. I, that's not a mistake. Yeah. I so I'm there. I'm 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 one hundred percent with you. But I'm also saying that there's always more. Okay, there are black people who exist. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. who think like Tim Scott. Oh, there are black people who exist, you know, that that, that think like Clarence. You know, like like they they exist. I have, um, I have, a, fa- I have a few family members that are kind of concerned about might be thinking like yeah. that. Yeah, you feel like uh, they really exist. Um, I was on a podcast one day, and this was when Pete Buttigieg was this. He was running, and at, at that time, he was leading. Like he was, they were thinking that Buttigieg was going to be a serious contender for the president. But the guy got me on the podcast. He asked me, he said, "What do you think about Buttigieg?" I said, "Well, when he get down south, he's going to fail." And it was like the air sucked out of the room. They said, "Why?" I said, "Because uh, black women and black men down south are the most homophobic people that exist because of that black church mentality that's there." He couldn't believe that I said it. You know, he was like, "No, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, he's not going to survive down south. Like, he, he's not. That's that's there. When he comes down south in those rural areas, he's not going to survive." Yeah. Okay. And I went on to talk about that um, there is a black conservative within the Democratic Party that people don't get. Clarence Thomas and Tim Scott will be the extreme of that black conservative that has come out of out of there, but they're not new. Like they they've always existed. This is part of the argument that even though pe- people mischaracterize Booker T, but um, when you put Booker T in the in the spotlight, you say, wait. Some of these values that Booker T is talking about, like you know, they align with do. people who we wouldn't necessarily like today. My ultimate problem, my ultimate problem is Herman Cain passed away from uh, after the bout with COVID. My church member. member. Uh, I was saddened when Herman Cain passed away. And I was disappointed in the way that we disregarded uh, him and basically was like, oh well. I don't disregard black people so easily because of a system that we're both trying to survive in um, that don't make them right you see, it, it, it doesn't make their opinion right but can I love black people in a way that I can see you I can see you, and, and, and I see how you believe that, and, and I can't control how you believe, and I don't agree with that, but if that's your stand, fine. We ain't cool. You can't come to my house for Sunday dinner. You can't come to my cookout. Have your cookout for over there, but I don't believe that you should be shot down in the street uh, by unarmed by a white black. There are certain, there's certain truths that I believe that shouldn't happen to you because that blackness that's in you it's deeper than this. It, 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 we existed prior to this system and we'll exist long after this system and this place is crumbled. And how do we atone for that? Like, how do we repair our system? I, I'm going to tell you this story. Um, the local church that I used to attend, there was an issue that came about. There was a pastor. There was an old pastor. He retired. They they, they got a new pastor. And this is Baptist church now. So, you know, Baptist church, the deacons, they, right, right. they will vote a pastor out. In a minute. Uh, they, they got a new pastor. He was young. 
Um, these people who I had seen being friends before, actually people who I had um, actually lived with and foster care prior to me becoming uh, being adopted. Um, my parents took one side and some of their friends took another side. And they argued. You know, like uh, there was a couple meetings where they tried to vote out the past. I think one time they failed, another time they did. It, it worked or whatever. These people stopped talking. The issue, the issue was this: the pastor, the pastor wanted to stop bringing bodies inside of the sanctuary during funerals. He wanted to lead them in the uh, the foyer area because he said that the Bible teaches us not bringing dead bodies in the church. It split the congregation. Uh, Folks went with him, folks went with the other person. There was a particular lady there that I was at the store with my mom one day and I saw her and I spoke to her and we had a long conversation. Now, her and my mom used to be friends in the church, but after the church split, they, they, they went their separate ways. After I finished talking to her, my mom, she told me, she said, uh, I don't know why you talking to her and blah, 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 blah. I said, because I've known her longer than I've even known you. Um, I stayed with her mother in foster care. Um, her mother actually, um, her, and her mother didn't drive. So most of the time when we went places, she was the one to drive. I know her outside of this church, the, the, the church issue that went on. Mm -hmm. I would never disrespect her because I've been in foster homes that were bad and I've been in foster homes that were good. And those people showed me a type of love that that that's rememberable to me, so I can't withhold her. So some years passed. Last month, um, I ended up seeing that lady again. I came home to my mom. I said, "You know, hey, I I, I saw her." My mom said, oh, "Okay," and um, I told my see, you know what's interesting? That lady was your friend. That church is gone. That past, I mean, because the, the church that they were fighting, that they were just like, it's torn down. Like, it's not there anymore. It's, it's a blank piece of, piece of land. Okay. The pastor that they were into it about, he's dead. That idea that they were, that they were into it about, gone. But there's no reconciliation between them. Maybe this oh. will, uh, this is not the exact same thing, <clears throat> but mm -hmm. this will, uh, Give you an idea of reason why the res the residue from your mom is still there, and the residue from uh, your other mom uh, family member is still like it is. You know how sometimes. Uh, so for me, I've I've had white people that I know is like, well, you know, Alvin, I'm I don't believe in what happened during slavery, and so I'm not saying critical race theory is not important. But I, I don't want to suffer from it. So I asked the question, well, then, if you don't want to suffer from it, I get it. But are you willing to give up some of the benefits that you reaped from it? Then it gets quiet. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, you, you say you don't want to suffer, but are you willing to give up some of the benefits that you did benefit from that decision that you had nothing to do with? Even if it's a benefit of saying, you know what, I'm willing to give up the benefit to say, I don't care about it. I was wrong and I'm sorry. That'll be a nice little benefit you can give up because you never even at least said that. Then I could see you because I know I'm not asking you to go in your bank account and give me none of your money. But at least 
every time you get a chance, you know you reap the benefits from the from the time you were one year old until you forty something now. If it take you every time you get a chance to talk to a black person to say, "I was wrong and I'm sorry," I, I'm, I, I, I mean I wasn't a part of it, but I'm sorry you had to go through that. And whatever I can do to make it better, I'm willing to do it. But if you're not willing to, you don't want to suffer the consequences, but you're not willing to give up the benefit, then I then I'm like your mom. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not really willing to to still be friends with you unless you come back to me and say, you know what, it wasn't worth us doing this fighting. I understand your stand. I understand my stand. And let's just try to move on. But that's part of the problem with um, when there's one side versus the other. The other don't want to give up the benefit of right. what happened. So that 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 might be <coughs> one right. of the things that might be the approach might be different. Right. Now, you mentioned we talked about Tim Scott and, and Clarence Thomas. Where you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater is kind of like kind of what we're saying. Uh now Clarence or Tim Scott can't come to my house and I want them to make sure they don't bring Candace over there either. She can't come. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to. Oh, no, she's not welcome anyway. <laughs> I don't want anything to happen to them like <laughs> I'm seeing uh, Trayvon Martin get shot down and, and, and Tamir Rice, all these people. I don't want nothing to happen to them like that. I don't want that to happen to nobody in no race. So that kind of love right. I have a concern for the hum- humanity is the same. But it seems that Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas are not going to get up and on the mic and say that was wrong, that a white supremacist done. So therefore, I don't care about what happened. I just don't want it to happen like that. If, 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 I, if I get up tomorrow and it's like, well, you know, they're not on the bench no more. Oh, really? Okay. So um, who's up next? Yeah. For whatever reason. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. you you never yeah. stood up Absolutely. on the mic and said Trayvon Martin should have never got shot. You just gonna you just gonna hide your hand and just and benefit mm-hmm. from being on the other side. So that's how come they can't come to my right. house. <clears throat> I don't like them. I'm not trying to trying to find a happy medium for them. I don't mind throwing the whole baby out with the bathwater because you ain't willing to stand up for your people. So that's kind of where I differ. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. I, uh, so I'm. I hear you, and, and I, I agree with you. It's just that we tend to not have that same smoke for white men who have benefited, and then they want to change. No, no. I, I'm, I'm talking about. There's a lot of black people who they don't have that smoke for, like, um, for instance. Okay, um, let's let's talk about the super predator coming by. Hillary Clinton. Okay, uh, I would hear black people talk about. Uh, there was actually a comment. Tim Scott actually made a comment about Trayvon Martin. It's on YouTube. Like he 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 makes this comment that I feel like it's a horrible comment. And we'll let's 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 throw him away. But if you bring up the comment that Hillary Clinton made about super predators, mm-hmm. we're really conditioned to look the other way. My thing is, I have one. I have one standard. If you disregard black life to me, I I, I have no use for you ever. Like I, I, you you can't come back. That's my unforgivable sin. Okay, to be like to disregard black life. That's my unforgivable sin with you. I, I'm not. Um, I just wish that if we set that as a standard, that we apply that standard across the board. To everybody, you like um, even because uh, my mentor, uh, he and I 
uh, we, we, we clash, but well, we don't clash. Uh, I understand his position about Black, Black Lives Matter. He's saying, I wish that when somebody's gunned down in the street in our community that we focus on them losing their job the way we focus on losing like he, he, he talks about this, this, this level of smoke, uh, to, to, to say the least, this level of energy that we have for certain things. Um, I, I think sometimes our level of smoke comes with our level of comfortability or, or what's comfortable, um, to us. So, um, like I said, like you said, Candace Owens, no. Um, and the reason why for Candace Owens, Candace Owens is a person who is, um, she chooses to be ignorant. There's some people that I hear talk, I mean, like, they're really convicted in their ignorance. She's a show. <laughs> She's a show because she'll get right there at the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can you can feel it. Like she's about to say the truth and get right there and put a period. Yeah. I said, wait, what? I was like, this Candace Owens to me is one of the most well read black women that I know. Like she people call her like she, no. Candace Owens is well read. You know who because of the language. Candace Owens is is not quite compatible to her intellect is is there of of um uh Susan Rice Susan Rice is it what's her name um um uh uh um Condoleezza 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 mm-hmm. smart gifted yes. talented and and mind you she didn't come around to glory until uh uh what uh died uh, before when uh he. What's the uh, the light skinned guy that was a uh, Republican, then go Democrat, and then voted for President Obama, supported Obama? Uh, 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 Colin Powell. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to mention this to you because this is like way over the time, but we good. We good. I'll, I'll edit it down. But look, yeah. listen. As far as smoke is concerned, <clears throat> having the same smoke for me, having the same smoke and feeling the same fire is two different things for me. So okay, uh, that's powerful. If That's I, powerful. Yeah, if if I have uh so whatever Hillary Clinton said, it could be smoke as long as it doesn't become fire. Then we got a straight up problem. So I can hear her say everything she gotta say, and now smoke becomes voting for the lesser evil in my opinion. But if it becomes fire, me and her about to go ahead on and fight. Just like you said, there's some black people that was actually fighting. And there's some that was just kinda like really? I'm I'm on the other side of probably gonna fight. So she can say her and Bill can say predator. But if you say predator, I'm calling you at the house, at the church. What is wrong with you? Because it's a it's yeah. a kindredship for us, the reason why we have a different yeah. kind of smoke for each other. We have, yeah. like, we know we know better. But when they do stuff, like, I don't care about it. That's the reason why the smoke is different. So that's that's my uh, feedback for that's, that. Um we should pass the collection plate. That's that's a whole that's a whole word. I I had to write that down. Um, I'm always I told you earlier. I'm always learning from people um, because I feel like um, no man has the the control of absolute truth, right? Uh, and perspectives matter, and perspectives are the only thing that drives like learning. And perspective is what drives my positions on things. It, it drives everything uh, about as my perspectives expand. So does my 
ideas or, or, or ideologies. And that's why, like I said, I'm, I'm a lifelong student and I, I, I appreciate that. Um, that, that is the level, the level of expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes along with the level of smoke. That's good. That's 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 really good. I like that. Yeah. So listen, man, tell people how to find you, uh, uh, your platform. Um, you can find me on TikTok at Skiggy Historian. Um, it's Skiggy, uh, like Tuskegee, T-U, but it's T-U-S-K-E-G-E-E, but you take the T-U also, it's Skiggy. Historian um, on Instagram and TikTok, and I do have a YouTube page uh, coming, so uh, you can be on the lookout for that too. Okay, so we had a little thing going on when we first started here, the big Tuskegee thing in the background. I was like, man, listen, I can't let you just be putting your school up here and not say something about Jackson State. But we just let that. I, I had a buddy of mine sent me a picture about. Wasn't it thirty-three to sixteen the last time we played? Thirty-three to sixteen, something like that. Or was it forty three sixteen? I can't remember. That was not. <laughs> 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 I'm done with you for the day. We, we done. You start talking about my school. We doing good. You talking about some old schools back in nineteen eighty. Man, I appreciate you though, brother. But listen, y'all did, y'all are y'all are killing the game right now. And we, for the for the justice for everybody, this thing I like it is really what he's yes. doing affects all HBCUs. It's not just on the court. I mean, on the football field, but he's that's another whole conversation. But anyway, yeah, he's doing some great things. So thank you so much for being on the show, man. I appreciate you, uh, and um, see you soon. Make sure y'all share, like, all right, and thank follow. You. All right. Thank you.